My dad bought the first minivan because Lee Iacocca was going to save America. <laughs> it and, was successful. No, no, he was. He was. I mean, he he defended, you know, jeez, uh, my dad and Lee Iacocca. Um, but yeah, he, he was going to save America. My dad bought this minivan. And in the first minivans, he put a four. He put a short four into those things. Ooh. And I remember getting on the on-ramp to 94 North <laughs> And going, mm-hmm. might as well, might as well have been in a horse-drawn carriage. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and my yeah, dad, mule. <laughs> my father, my my beloved father, who just such a car guy, is clearly in a white hot grease fire of rage. This <laughs> <laughs> car. It's a podcast. The guy and a guy and a guy on the internet. I'm Mike. I'm Craig. And my microphone boom is really squeaky. Can you hear that? No. Have you been able to hear that? There's, no. Okay. It isn't that loud yet. Might be time for some oil. Coming up on the 300 episode oil change. <laughs> right? Is that in our standard uh, maintenance? I think Book. it's in the I manual, have, I yeah. Haven't, I haven't looked at the standard podcast maintenance manual yet lately. <laughs> well, the, the sticker there on the inside of the windshield up there in the upper left there. When you, when you get 300 <laughs> episodes, says, you got to get an oil it says change. says 300. Uh, yeah. We, we passed our, uh, our 200 episode mixer change a little late, but we, we, we did get it. Do, do you remember when that was? It was, uh, it was well, it was before Andocon. It's probably a year ago. I don't remember. The drum was Andocon, and the mixer we had... For a little while before that. Anyway. The mixer might have been like 150. Mm, feels like more like 200. We had been doing it for quite a while. Anyway, let's talk to a guest. Yes, please. In the year of our Lord, 1506, we set sail from... Hello, Jimmy. Welcome back. Good morning, everyone. Is it? Is it good? Is it, it is. is. Okay. It, is it really? It, it, well, <laughs> yes, it beats the heck out of the alternative. That's true. It is morning. I'll give you that. <laughs> no, no, it's uh, up here in the great city of Milwaukee. We just completed our $1.5 billion municipal budget. Got put to bed on Tuesday. And so we are officially in the swing of the holiday season. So that's that's always a nice time of the year. So you did that on Tuesday and then like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday was just like party central, right? Smoke them if you got them. <laughs> no, it's, it's as is so often the case with... It's uh, as is so often the case with any endeavor in life. Really, the uh, the big kids they they get their stuff done. They have the big fight, and we always tell this joke. It's uh, it's a cartoon from the New Yorker. It's a guy with a big old, you know, the old traditional street sweeper rig that he's pushing around with the garbage pail and the brooms and the mops coming out of it. Sure. And he's following behind the elephants in the circus parade. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and somebody yells from the side of the parade, why do you do this? And he looks over and goes, what, leave show business? <laughs> <laughs> no, and so, yeah, there you go. So, no, that that's kind of the week we had. We were in the, okay, where did we put that thing? Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> okay, we got to get that bill. Yes, yes, fill out that form. Oh, so you and, don't get oh, to take the rest of the year off. 
no, no. <laughs> it's 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 now the time to take all the and and it's not. It's certainly I would never pretend it's me. It's this army of people all over the city that have to take the numbers that the council derived after several months of deliberation and put them into lines and boxes and forms and mail them and you know feed the bureaucracy monster. All while, if you've been watching the news, you know the state of Wisconsin is about to get a new governor. So, is a lot there, of uh, is there exciting like things. one enormous Excel spreadsheet? Yes. that the whole city uses. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's a Google Doc. It's, <laughs> they all just work in is, one document. It, it is not. It is actually not. It's, uh, it is Excel. It's an XLS, and it's uh, it is called it is called the BMD two. Wait. Budget man- budget management division two. There is yeah. one document, and it's a it's an Excel spreadsheet. I was yeah. joking. No, no. <laughs> well, How- I imagine it has multiple worksheets. It does. Okay, it's oh, not yeah. just one. Yeah, <laughs> it's like here's twenty columns and twenty rows. Twenty rows. <laughs> the whole budget for the city of Milwaukee. One point five billion dollars. <laughs> no, and I think it's I I oh, I just looked at it. I it runs to well over six hundred pages. What? <laughs> Jesus! I was gonna joke a, th- a thousand tabs. Yeah, no, it's, no, no. it's crazy. No, only six hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, no, no, so you got to do the little scroll over to get to the five hundred and seventy-six <laughs> tab, and you're sitting there for like five minutes. Click, 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 click. Jeez! Control, <laughs> control <laughs> F. Wow. You've got like that. Whatever that uh that little bird that nods its head, the desk toy. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you set that to the go drinking, and then get up, the, get up oh, and go get your coffee. Bird. Best best prank ever. Go in there on the weekend when nobody's around. Get on that thing on you know because I'm assuming it's on the network, so it's accessible to anybody who should need to have access to it on some such and such a drive. Get in there and just move all the tabs around. Oh, that's, just slide that's slide them around. I, I bet that happens on accident all the time. Sure. Well, like you uh, copy things into adjacent folders all the dra- time. Yeah, drag drag one folder into another folder. Hey, where'd that project go? Yeah. Well, now it's in this other project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you look in the project below it? <laughs> yeah. It's probably there. Yeah. Yeah, that's the nightmare. You know, it's yeah, and it it it's a huge process and it's a tribute to the great people I work with that it ever gets done because we don't have a lavish staff. I mean, we got a uh, we have a capital improvements budget that runs to oh gosh, what's our borrowing? It's about twenty million annually. Uh, what am I saying? Two hundred million annually. There we go, two hundred million annually, and it's really managed by two people, and they they do a terrific job with it. So no, we we put that away. We put that away. The uh, mayor had vetoed five items. And the council had overridden him four times and sent one last item back. And we were all on tenterhooks. Would he sign it? Would he put us through another round of vetoes? But he signed it, and away we go. This week on Thursday, my office crapped out. What do you Uh, mean? There's construction going on right across the street, right in front of my office. Oh, the power went out. And they were hoisting two, count them, two Two. porta-potties up to the top (laughs) of one of the buildings that they're building. And they hit a power line and all the power went out in my my office and I worked on my computer for like 15 minutes until my UPS battery backup went kerplooey because apparently that's yeah. all the longer that lasts because it oh, yeah. never gets no, no, used no. for anything. No, no, no. That's all the longer it's supposed to last. Anyway. It's only supposed to last long enough for you to save your stuff and shut so that down all, properly. So that all crapped out. And, Did uh, some poor schlub and then, end up covered in blue? No. <laughs> 
down on then, the street. And then my and then my boss, <laughs> after you know, we we're trying to figure out what's going. On. Okay, well, what's going on? Are we going to do something here? And I was like, oh no, that's what happened. We found out they hit the power line, and he was like, all right, that's yeah, not, not going to fix that's not that anytime fixed soon. anytime in the next yeah. six hours. So <laughs> off you go, everybody. So yeah, awesome. I had a, I had a short day because of the pooper. Yeah. <laughs> um. Speaking of Milwaukee and uh, and not being able to uh, do do the things that you planned on, uh, I was up there. You were what, like a month and a half ago? <laughs> yes. And, and Jim and I attempted to actually meet in person, but that we were unable to make that happen. Why was that, Jim? I well, part of it is my family is crazy and can't decide what they're doing. I, I was going to throw a little. Another. Right, I was going to throw a little defense. It's not just that, but they seem to want to schedule you. They want you to schedule a... me and then change the schedule repeatedly so that I can't schedule anything else. But they must really like you. I mean, that, I don't. I, I don't get I, it either. I, no, it's it's, <laughs> it's just what they do. Because when 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 that family comes down here and it falls on a weekend and we have to record a podcast at some point, I don't get to schedule that weekend for the podcast. <laughs> I have to wait to see when, <coughs> when, when Mike's dad has been given the freedom to record. Yeah, <laughs> when well, when he visits and he he guests on the show, we haven't once done a year that in a while. So. It, it's been a while, but the point is that yeah, we don't. Uh, yeah, there's there's a schedule thing. Well, last couple of times they were here, you were gone at conventions. It happens, yeah. Two years in a row. Well, this okay, last well, this last year I was convention crazy. This is this coming year is not going to happen. Like well, that. and what was funny is my dad made not knowing anything about what you were doing or where you were going, said, uh, "Is Craig uh, uh, is Craig going to be around? Are we going to record a podcast, or does he have some? Does he have to go to like a some convention in like Dayton, Ohio, or something?" <laughs> and I'm like, I, actually, yeah. I, I went to a convention like in Dayton pull, twice. He pulled Dayton out of his. <laughs> And that's where you were. Both, both Novembers. <laughs> the past two Novembers. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he did know that from the last year. Yeah, and that makes me feel good, though. That he uh, pretended to be uh, ignorant. That but... Your dad <clears throat> likes me better than you. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so anyway, Jim, why? Uh, so, what so okay, well, I, I, I guess then <laughs> I don't feel unusual about the fact that I'm sitting there going, Man, his folks really like him. You know, kind of locking him down and saying, "We are going to hug Mike and squeeze him and call him Mike." You know, <laughs> and which is cool. I mean, your yeah. family should like you. Don't yeah. get me wrong, yeah. but it. But so we found this window of time, and I come home to my <laughs> beloved bride, who's got a shop vac outdoors. And she's working the door frame of our main entry to our home. Mm-hmm. That is some serious cleaning work going on. And I'm going, you know, all right. I'm glad you're down with the cleaning, sweetie. What's going on here? Are we expecting really fancy people to come over I know, and walk through like, the front door? Really, we should we should be greeting them at a hotel. If that's the president's coming, wash the front door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Vacuum like, the door. <laughs> What? <laughs> no, no, no. Get the shop vac. Don't use the inside vacuum. We want, we want a real vacuuming. Yeah. We're, we're going to hose the front door like a you don't know what. And then, yeah, and then suck it dry. Right. And so, well, no, here's the thing. The I had vac. seen her. I, she had the hose out, and I mean the garden hose, to fill the shop vac. Wow. So she's got it loaded with water. What? And I'm going, what is going 
this was at the time of year before it turned to what it is now, which is below freezing. And it was a time of year when apparently, and this is the first time we've been in our home for over a decade. The, the, and I had no idea what they were. So I'm looking at the telescope backwards. <laughs> they're the, they're the box elder bug. Mm -hmm. oh. these, these things apparently really get cold when the temperature drops and they will figure out a way to invade your home. Our door jams, our kitchen, every little aperture, these little bastards were running everywhere. Oh, gross. And the ones like the black with the red lines or the brown ones? The brown ones. Oh, okay. Oh, that's crappy. Because I was going to say the black and orange ones are kind of cool looking. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing is you discover about these things, don't really, you got to, if you take a piece of tissue and grab them and squeeze them and throw them out, you'll be fine. Don't crack squish them with your foot. Because. Mm -hmm. Because they stink. Yeah, they're thick, they're also called stink bugs. Yeah, yeah. found that out. Oops. Um, <laughs> so, so <laughs> the the standard approach. Thank you, internet. How did how, I told my wife this? How did we deal with this before there was an internet to go weird little bug in door frame? What do you killed a bunch of bugs and you had a stinky house for a while? Yeah, that's well, what right. you did. But but she went. There's a YouTube video on this. Of course there is. How to get rid of box elder bugs. You know, and How to the, quickly the, kill box elder bugs. <laughs> the solution is, as as she then enlisted me, because God knows she was, you know, my wife isn't as tall as I am and she needed the reach. The solution is you take a shop vac, put it with water that has soap in it. <laughs> okay. So that when you suck them in there, they they get covered in that in the in the soap. And they they, and they, they they can't climb out. And they drown. Yeah. And I am not kidding you that by the time we were done, we were in the many hundreds of these little buggers. And so I I felt like Ripley. I'm not kidding. I was, you know, I was just, you know, or maybe maybe John Rico. <laughs> Bugs, Mr. Rico, zillions of them. Um, and so that's what I was doing at the very time we were planning to go try to have some nice dinner somewhere. And I realized that Mike might not believe me and think, oh, Jim just doesn't want to go to dinner. So I actually did take a, which I will send to you guys. I'm going to find this picture. I took a picture of a soap tub full of box elder bugs, you know, and I told my wife, I said, you know, you do realize that now in the lore of the box elder bug, it will be known as the great Holocaust of 2018. <laughs> as, to, as, as sort of a, tra <laughs> sort of a trail of tears. Thank you, Gollum. You know, as, <laughs> Didn't quite catch as, that. As as we were as we were attempting to trail make our of, way in from the cold. Tears. Jeez. <laughs> as we were attempting to make our way in from the cold, in from the warmth, this maniacal pair of people with the great screaming suction machine led us to our doom. So what? But yeah, that's what, what happens is that just it's a like a colony of them found your front door looking for heat. Clearly, that's that's. I, I talked to a buddy of mine who's a. Uh, exterminator and he said yeah though they are they were living near you somewhere yeah you you had them somewhere and typically in the in the lawn yeah and their their infrared went off and we we're like hey look over there yep, Heat. yep. <clears throat> i had that happen kind of sort of in my mm -hmm. apartment years ago where 
you know, there's bugs everywhere. They're absolutely everywhere. Yeah, it's gross. And at some point... Stop stop talking about it. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> at some point, I discovered that I had a trail of ants running. Like, it was little, literally like a little highway. There was like a little trail yeah, of you, ants you, running you, up the wall and a little trail of ants running down the wall. And they weren't coming into my apartment. No, they were going from like the they apartment above you from, to the apartment below you. Yeah, they were <laughs> like, probably they were, they were they, their, their homes were down in the ground around sure. the base of the building. And, and there was somebody on eat. the fourth floor had dropped a lozenge. Yeah, or, or on <laughs> or the roof. Something. Yeah, and they had decided, oh, there's a there's a there's a little tiny piece of candy up there that we can go up there and disassemble over the course of three days, mm-hmm. and bring it back down Craig's wall. So you <laughs> didn't do anything did. to interrupt them. You just... no, I was curious about what was going to happen. I was so like, you, so you kept, I, you kept I took your my, eye on it. And... I checked my apartment. I was like, I got nothing. I don't have food lying out sure. or something. On the, nothing, the floor is clean. All that kind of stuff. And I just kind of watched it. And for they were there for like three four days, and then they were gone. Yeah, and it's well, we've actually had a small infestation of ants over the years, and the, to me, the solution to that was even more grave or even more weird, I guess. It's apparently you leave out a small substance that they think is sugar, which they will then take back to the hive, but it's actually poison. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so it, they take it back, and it worked like a charm. It was amazing. Wait, just like a little it, pile of something, not an, yeah, you, an actual ant trap? Correct. You leave a little pile of stuff on the floor, and we watch them eat it or gather it, I guess, carry it out, and never return. What was the stuff? My wife would have to tell you. Ooh, I'm interested. And in then this you because... and then you kill all the ones in the nest, not just yeah, the little yeah, scouty yeah. guys. Yes. Then, yeah. They, then was, they never uh, come back. I was like, wait a minute, you that is the, Starship Troopers. That's awesome. Yes. They got the brain bug. They yeah, because did. It's it was... afraid. <laughs> well, that's the uh, that's the premise behind those uh, those ant traps, the little the little uh, you know white plastic ones that you buy. The domes, is, yeah, yeah. Is the, there's something in there that's like that that they're supposed to like? Ooh, food, and they chew off a little piece and they carry it out. But those don't seem to work that well. No, this stuff. This stuff. I watched. We actually watched with some fascination because ants are amazing when you watch them, and they were they were all in there nibble nibble nibble, and as they all left. Just it's, it's like they either liked it so much they were done for life, or they're now they were... all amazingly dead. Yes, that <laughs> just is. For the yeah. record, that goes with any like any like home maintenance kind of thing. If it's the thing that you can get, if you can get it in a convenience store, it's not the best version of what you're looking for. Right. You want something that's going to do the job. Well, do hey, a little online search. You'll I'm... find stuff that's like. Much better than liquid okay, plumber sure. or ant traps or you know whatever it is that you're looking to try to do around the house. <laughs> you want to, you want to clean that drain out? You can get you know get yourself some rubber gloves and some lye and be freaking done with it. You, you know, <laughs> you know plumbers will tell you that uh, that that uh, liquid plumber stuff is uh, dangerous. That it's dangerous to your pipes. That you should never yeah. use it. Yeah, because they don't want to be put out of business by, by a bottle by a liquid. Yeah. <laughs> how, how would you like it if you had liquid architect? Huh? <laughs> You're stealing somebody's bit over there, Mike. Liquid podcaster. Yeah. I'm just seeing, I'm just seeing Craig with a big tub of lie. So you've got the new album, then, Craig? Yeah, I do. Uh, Jim, did you get feces flinging mad? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Moving along. Are we ready to rock and roll? Sure. Oh, oh, oh. Speed. Okay. Real quick. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um. Real quick. Jim, do you know? Do you know what's 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 going on with the Zabin thing? Um, the, Do we the have any actual that, facts? The, the answer that Zabin has given, and it's been very indirect, he freely admits he quit. Oh, yeah. No, we know that. This is he, the sports guy that and, we listen to on it, our radio show. Everybody who doesn't care. 
And I think we can cut this out. I just want to hear if Jim knows. The only thing I heard that I drived it came down to money. He felt he was worth more. And he got some better deal somewhere else. And not, not particularly. He just, he asked them to match. He asked them to match and he, and he, and he, and the, the thing I will observe about it that really bothers me. And I, I'm a guy I'm here as in many other areas. I am old school. You give notice to people. You show respect, even if I have hated bosses in the past. But to quote Heartbreak Ridge, you don't give those pricks the satisfaction. You know, you don't let them think you're just that person. You give two weeks notice. And the fact that he did it, at, that he did it literally in midweek. Yeah. Yeah. He just dumped out half. Apparently, without even communicating to the, the hosts. Yeah. Didn't, right. just, and, didn't, and didn't show up. That, you know, and for for him to and look like Steve Zabin owes me something. Look, he was a guy that appeared on the radio. I listened, I laughed, I liked him, and for I twenty four really, years, yeah, I enjoyed his show for over two decades. So like, he owes me something, right? But at the same time, I admit it. I was, I'm still, as I sit here, personally bothered by his behavior. Yes, yeah, it's it's. I think I I think that the idea that he gets to, and I've told him this on Twitter. I did personal message him. Oh. <laughs> Now, yeah, again, like he cares, oh, yeah. but I still, I, I felt the need to say, Steve, I've loved you. I've never spoken to you. I've never said a thing to you. I've never called the show, not in 20 years, but I've loved you. You pulled a low class move of the first order. Yeah. And he responded back. He said, really? you're not the, not the only person who thinks that. Thanks for saying so. Wow. That's a, that's a nice way of taking your lumps and not actually addressing the, because now if he says, you know, if he suddenly comes out and has some sort of big apologetic thing or comes on and talks to the guys or has any sort of kind of then like now he's like he's been pressured into it and he's a bit of an ego guy. I mean, quite frankly, if you're going to be a commentator of any sort, you've got a bit of an ego sure. anyway because you think, hey, people want to listen to me on national level. Um, he's and he's never struck me as somebody who is short on ego. No, not <laughs> right. at all. So he's never going to do that. So it's all over. It's all done. Yep. What, he, what fa- he gave him the finger and walked away. Yeah. What fascinated me was the Dick um, move. Was the uh, and I don't know if you saw any of this before it got deleted from the internet. Were the comments on in Facebook from Bob's girlfriend and his daughter? I actually found his daughter's comments, and I didn't see anybody else talk about that. No, I didn't. This but they both not... they both were saying the same things that he's a total douchebag and that he's been that way for years, and that they're not surprised that he pulled this kind of crap. <laughs> I love it. I I love it when I I find out that people I like are complete douchebags. I look forward to the day to find out that about you, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) We've hugged. Stop it. Um, (laughs) I I just just saw this is going to be, I may make this a a face. I'm just checking my notes here as we get into everything else. And I just want to pass along this meme. Gunpowder is just angry sand. (laughs) I like that. <laughs> I really do. Is it time for news? <laughs> sure. Just speaking of guns, I'm gonna throw this out there real quick. I saw the meme floating around. Some some news story of some guy that had a pistol down his shorts. <laughs> down blew, the down the front? Down the front. Oh no. Blew his balls off. Yeah. Accidentally. And somebody remarked. <laughs> now if only those balls had had a gun, <laughs> yeah. everything would be fine. <laughs> Good balls with a gun. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> What's up, Craig? 
Oh, boy. Here. Wonderful iPhone news. iPhone? iPhone. A 32-year-old man went on a hit-and-run spree on Thanksgiving night in Outagamie County, Wisconsin. Oh, dear. Outagamie? Uh, Outagamie. He's been, he's been identified. Please say um, a phone app played a crucial role in his arrest. Jonathan Harper was arrested after police said he caused a number of crashes and stole at least two vehicles, one of which had a 14-year-old girl and a rifle inside. First of all, who leaves the car right. <laughs> sitting there with a 14-year-old and a rifle? Regardless... It happened. Um, the teenager, <laughs> the teenager managed to jump out of the truck while he started driving away, um, leaving her phone maybe, inside. Yeah, maybe she's actually better off <laughs> that this guy came along, <laughs> gave her the opportunity. Probably safer than being yeah. in <laughs> whatever situation but that she was. She had installed the Find My iPhone app the day before. Nice. Um, and Good timing up, for her. And ended up aiding investigators in finding the, the vehicle. Wow. <laughs> Do you use the Find the iPhone app, Greg? Um, I, I have it. <laughs> yeah, you know the correct answer is, I am now. <laughs> I, I hope I never have to use it. Yeah. I don't want to re- even joke about losing my phone. That's not funny, man. <laughs> so, But yeah, the, uh, the, the iPhone app uh, helped catch the guy. That's got to suck. And he even had a rifle. He could have shot that iPhone <laughs> if he had known it was, yeah, because he wasn't going to unlock it on his own to turn nope. that app off. <laughs> nope, to, to uninstall it, he would have had to destroy it. He would have had to do the uh, do the version of breaking the flip phone in half, like yeah, <laughs> taking out the battery and breaking breaking the phone in half at the hinge, which apparently disables. Any, all any all type, the time, yeah. yeah. In movies and TV shows, all the time. You're yeah. just you breaking just, it at the hinge. You're all, screwing up all the... You, all you did was pull the screen off. and The, the screen and the, and the earpiece, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you didn't actually do that anything That doesn't disable the... the electronics and the GPS. <laughs> anyway. Which, as we found out, as I found out on an airplane, the GPS is just a passive thing. Taking in a feed from a satellite. It's not actually broadcasting anything. So, there you go. Um, so buy yourself an extra phone, put it in your car, leave it there just in case, or you yeah, could just get like a little, plug GPS it into the thing. hidden outlet in the say trunk. $800 low jack. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. What's news, Mike? So we had the, uh, the Mars lander. Yay! Everybody watched the robot land on the planet and right. it went well. Yeah. Apparently a little robot. And, um, yeah, so there was that, that happened, but then, uh, uh, just uh, this week, this past week, Nan- NASA has announced um, commercial partnerships for lunar payload delivery services. <laughs> Did you see this? No. They they chose, uh, what is it, nine companies. Nine companies. <laughs> sure. To, uh, yeah, to um, bid on uh, delivering stuff to the moon. Okay, so... Just, just to get things there. It, this is the beginning. This is taking stuff to the moon to build a base that will fall under the auspices of the uh, space treaty, right? Where people will have to give them notice before coming over. No pop ins. No pop ins. No just showing moon. up and knocking on the door. Hey, anybody home? Yeah. 
well, can that's, I use your toilet? That's part of the process of getting to Mars. Yes, and when yes, people get to a... Mar- when people get to Mars, there will already be many, many other missions of putting stuff yes. on Mars. No, 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 and and that's part of this and too. Robots it's the moon. doing things. Yeah, the headline is deceptive. Uh, it, 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 this is for the Moon and Mars. Right, this is this setting is, things up for Mars. This is setting things this is, up for this all is, of that. It's we, starting. We still have to get. You know, we have to figure out how we're gonna. You know, take food with us and how we're gonna. <laughs> Um, that isn't like you know just like ridiculously yes. um, uh, expensive and just constant and uh, you know it's just ugly and that's part of the whole you know the renewable rocket thing is part of that too right. the whole SpaceX thing of landing or blasting a rocket off then landing it in an upright position so that it can, can blast, off, blast again. off again that's how we're yep. going to get to Mars and come back yep yep this is yeah a... but we still we still have to solve we still have to solve the launching from gravity to gravity problem mm-hmm. yep. We have to solve that. We have to solve, um, you know, 200 times the radiation dosage problem. We yep. have to solve... Uh, we just oh, need teleportation. All sorts of things. That I would was, fix everything. I was reading a thing about, just a quick side aside, what do you think? They, the scientists worked out the ma- what they think the magic number is for a gene pool for a... If you had a generational space flight where you're going to put a bunch of people in this, how many people you would and need you're going to so send them out there? They could successfully and it's going to take breed. multiple generations to get somewhere in order to right. keep a diverse enough gene pool, so, so you that don't you end up with the royal family on the <laughs> crashing into that planet out there because they're not going to be able to land on it. Right? <laughs> the magic numbers. The magic number is 160. Yeah, really? but how closely are they? What's the affinity among them in the first place? Well, Ooh, there's there's point. a lot of questions that I have. They said like the you know this and this was this, does one this, does one sixty account for that? Well, this was this is this is like this is the gene pool side of things. It's hundred sixty with genetic with or with uh, with engineering. They could probably s- yeah. slice that down a little bit. If you pick one hundred sixty people out of the mountains of West Virginia, no, no, no. that's Thank not going to work very that's, well. Well, sure, okay, one hundred sixty <laughs> of the exact right people to do it. Let's well, say that's, that's okay. That's a begged question. Well, let's say that's what it is. Okay. Because you're not going right. to send up a bunch of schmucks. You're right. going to put up the people that have been training their entire lives to do this. Right. Well, this is that unique town in the, in the mountains of West Virginia where no. they're all astrophysicists. You are going to pull people from every country around the world, and you're going to slam them into a spaceship, and they're going to be the top people in these 20, 30 right. fields, and you're going to send them out there. And it's going to be generational. So they're going to have babies, and they're going to have yeah. to teach those babies. Well, how many of those people are good teachers? How many of those people are going to stay fertile for a long enough time to actually produce children? So you're how saying, many, how the, many of those children that are, going to, that are born are going to want to be a fucking rocket scientist? So the, the fact that, that I want these to need to be sports. highly specialized people to begin with takes care of the... Making sure we get enough of the uh, enough of the separate genes and, and no, that people gets who us, are unrelated. That gets that gets us the skill set to get off the planet and go one generation. No, out. but I th- I'm saying it also takes care of the problem that the that 160, regardless, whatever you, the gene pool is diverse enough. Yeah, the 160 is the number. But my okay. question is, okay, let's say those 160 people need to have 160 kids. How many of those 160 kids is really actually suited to to do the jobs that those 160 parents? Do? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, and want to. And and don't feel like they've been born into essentially right. a class system. Yeah, that they have to do these things. They can only ever do these things. Yeah. That's that's a that's a TV and movie trope about you know the <laughs> super smart accomplished parents that have the dopey kid. Not even a dopey kid. Have a really smart kid who doesn't want to be a doctor. Who doesn't want to be any of the thirty occupations that are up there? They want to be an artist. Oh, okay. You're 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 talking about. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Somebody comes out that free will. Not, 
Yeah. What? Yeah. Like no, you're, do- getting, you're dooming the child you, to you, only as a child you be are able to born do these into these things, things that we must things. have, yes. or everybody dies. Well, that's you know that's that's just <laughs> sorry, Jim. What's no no, yeah. no no no? I want to make my point. What's what's interesting about that is it's you're 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 doing this incredibly high tech futuristic thing, traveling generationally in a spacecraft to another solar system somewhere to inhabit another planet. Um, but, but now you've reduced, like you said, the class system, the so the social aspect of it, you've taken it back like a couple of hundred years to where your kids, when you, you know, you know, farmer Bob and yeah. far, farmer at Jane had, you had know, a kid. 18 kids on their farm. They're they all, all had, they all had to learn how to farm. They all had to learn how to do all the things. Or you, maybe you got lucky and you married one of the kids off to a, somebody of a higher station and they, right. and you improved your family's prospects. Which could process. happen in the spacecraft. Too. Yeah. So what happens when one of those 160 kids wants to be a football player? <laughs> well, <laughs> well now, <laughs> robot maybe football on the moon. Maybe if you're still alive when we get there. Jim, can... Jim, thoughts, thoughts? I'm well, sure just you've been the, ruminating. There, there is actually going to be a board game about this very shortly. <laughs> of course there is. They're, they're there, running out of ideas. I've, I've actually spoken They're running to out of ideas, so they, they have to hit this what? one. Yeah. Jim, you've spoken to a developer. Yeah, I, I was no, I, yeah, I spoke to the developer of the uh, the board game, and he this is exactly the issues he wants to raise. You know, what there is there are issues of Johnny doesn't want to be a scientist. There are issues of Johnny's gay. Right. You send 160 people up there. How many of them turned out to be gay? How many of them, of the 160 people that go up and they're all like perfectly fertile when we blast them off, not everybody stays fertile. Not everybody, you know, you know, like how many more people do you actually have to have in that ship to account for the fact that some people are going to die? Right. That some people are not going to maintain fertility well, or not be capable does the of article carrying a talk child. About you that? Send... Does it say that the 160 no, it factors into in all that, all those percentages? It's all about the number. Re, re, you can you can research it online. Look oh, okay. around for it. I won't. The, the point I'm telling the <laughs> listeners, I know you won't. <laughs> the only other observation I would make is that, to me, the the issue of space. I I got interested in this issue, and I mean really interested, right about the time of the space shuttle, because everybody was. It was obviously a big deal at the time. It, it still is a great human achievement, and you know one of the reasons we were told we needed the space shuttle was the ability to deal with space stations and why did we need space stations to deal with the fact that if you can go from lower gravity to gravity you make long-term space colonization much easier you know suddenly the science starts to the numbers start to slide in your favor yeah and you know and 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 if they don't what are the, you know, like, for example, they sent up, what's his name, the astronaut, I can't think of his name, but he, astronaut who has a twin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them went up there for a year, and then the twin stayed on Earth, and then they t- brought him back, and they're going to be studying him for years. Space changed his DNA. To, to Right, but they're going to be studying, like, the, the, the long-term effects if he yeah. spent a year in weightless, you know, near weightlessness. Um, well, what about, you know, what about kids that are born in space until mm-hmm. we actually send women up there to bear a child and have that child grow up in space? We don't know whether anything generational like that is even feasible for the human body. No, and, and I will say that, you know, it's, this is going back to Bob and Brian ever so briefly. You know this is a regular rant, particularly from Bob, that is, why aren't we on Mars? <laughs> yeah. you know, we, you know, we, we it's, were... Because it's really hard. Right, right. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's if I, you've probably all seen the Facebook meme, 
find someone who looks at you the way that these women are looking at their telemetry data. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, which is really wonderful. And I'm, you know, very glad to see things like that. But it's it it is I I as someone who appreciates math, who loves math actually, and who finds it abs- I, it blows me away that while they did indeed experiment with these things, I'm not saying they didn't. Most of this was math. And they did this amazing math thing. And as a consequence, we have this spiritual, it is, it's spiritual thing of, yep, there it is, the first Martian sunrise. That's the first, we are the first humans to see one, even if it's through a robot. Mm-hmm. But, but there is a thing. I mean, we, I was two when man landed on the moon. And I was raised in an era when, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll be on Mars. We'll be on Mars. We'll be on Mars. I don't feel close to being on Mars. I really don't. <laughs> no, not in my lifetime. I, I and, just don't. It just feels like there's too much to do. I want. I I want people to keep going for it. I want. You know, that is the human un, spirit. Un, unless we, we're hit, not going to give it up. But I just don't we see hit it that happening. point where where it begins well, alive. to accelerate. You know, well, unless but there's some if, if, some ridiculous leaps in technology, because right, it seems like it's actually slowed down. You well, know, we got bogged down with sending satellites up into space and fixing old satellites well remember 20 years 30 years remember 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 the decade long process of trying uh, the the decade long talking about space it's decayed process of trying to to figure (laughs) out how to put a person on the moon and all the failures and all the different things that we had to go and all the processes we got to send somebody into orbit and bring them back send somebody into orbit and let them orbit the earth three times and bring Mm -hmm. them back send somebody into orbit and let them dock to something and then bring them back and do all these steps let them let them do an eva let them somebody go out and do an eva let somebody go out to the moon orbit it once and come back you know just do all Mm -hmm. this okay well now work that into mars (laughs) and just all the other things that are tacked on top of that let somebody go out there i want to send an astronaut out into space for 10 years have him come back and not be (laughs) like horribly horribly screwed up physically yeah yeah. like and then repeat that experiment a bunch of times 10 years yeah Yeah. and how many times are are some of those those steps gonna fail multi-generational uh yeah science experiment just to just to figure out if it's and, safe to do it. Yeah. Um, but but I'll go with Craig's comment. I want him to do it. We I can't do. we can't we can't stop. We can't stop. We got to it's it's who we are. Yeah, because you know, we have to we have to develop that warp drive and send it out past the moon where that's hiding the enterprise and gotta so go, the so the Vulcans f- can see it and There you go. Got to go find those Vulcans. Yeah. Those pointy-eared bastards. Come on, just give us the warp drive for God's sake. What else do we got? Anything? Or are we really gonna are we gonna put well, the, since... put the key into Jim's back and wind him up? Okay, I just had the one the one more thing here, um, because oddly enough, it's sort of related. There was a study, study news, a scientific study uh, that has uh, prompted speculation that all modern humans could have descended from a solitary pair who lived 100 to 200,000 years ago. Don't don't start these people. Oh my god. Yeah, scientists surveyed the uh, genes of 5 million animals including humans from 100,000 different species and the results uh, have also shown that uh that not only did humans spring from a single pair but so did most of the animals after a catastrophic event wiped what? nearly wiped everyone out. So not only it's it's Explain Ad, how it's Adam and Eve and Noah's Ark, and the quote here, which I find very interesting mm-hmm. from one of the the two scientists, 
this conclusion is very surprising, and I fought against it as hard as I could. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> so here we have two, you know, two guys that are that are like, wait a minute, this is proving Adam and Eve and Noah's Ark. No, this can't possibly. Oh crap! It is. Basically, that's the gist of this article. All right, well, let's get it peer reviewed. Okay, yeah, let's, let's perform yeah. that experiment several more times and get the exact same information and get the exact same conclusions. Mm-hmm. And that's there. Those there's your rules, right? Yep. But talking about you know, the gene pool of 160, how about two? Well, and do it with all the species. Well, that's well, surely that bad. can't possibly have happened. I, I mean, since I've been a kid, that's been the major argument against the whole Adam and Eve logic. It's like I realize they're the first created parents, one right. born from the other's rib, but that you're you're playing with genetic gunpowder at that point. Well, that's what got my sister kicked out of religion school. <laughs> genetic angry sand. <laughs> there you go. You're playing with the genetic angry sand when you're talking about two people shooting off seven billion. Yeah. Well, that, 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 it's, that's related to what got Dr. Lori kicked out of uh, religion school. <laughs> religion school? That, that my that our parents made us, made us go. No, 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 oh, no, yeah, no, parochial, no. Parochial, parochial school. school. Yeah. Was, uh, was they were talking about... Uh, Adam and Eve and and Cain and Abel and Cain was it Cain that killed Abel yep. and uh and then he was banished to live amongst the nomads and my sister yep. said where the hell did the nomads come from aha they're and, in this, and they didn't have an answer they're in this other book <laughs> that we don't study and listen we don't pay any attention to what is there another book what I don't I just it, I mean and look I I want to show great but I'll just go back to Craig's point Run your run your experiment through the machine many more times, and then we'll then we'll have a look at it. That that would be good, you know. That's why we call it the science. That's why we have a method for this. It's not the scientific divination. <laughs> you just you think about something real hard, and just an idea pops into your head, and that's what you say. Ah, or you burn. You know, I you make burn stuff up. Stuff. I make stuff up like that all the time. It never really gets me anywhere. <laughs> oh sure. <laughs> And you're at liberty to do so. Burn your sage, do a dance naked in the moonlight, and tell me what you think. But I, it's, it's not going to result in a conclusion I'm necessarily going to accept. Anywho. Jim, are you, are you ready to get mad? <laughs> I, daily. Yes, ready. You have something that you wanted to get mad about. Do you want to do that first? Or do you want to oh, say? We, it's, it's your call. Um, to me, we, we start with... We, we start with this thing, and this is something I wanted to talk about last time, and it just talks about the limits of human endeavor, and I do this as a living, so this is a little bit of my job, but it also really cracks me up because this was an article from Wired Magazine, what's the, the dateline is late September, so that's indic- indicative of where we were, but this is talking about the city of San Francisco, and people, people talk stupid when they talk about government policy. And they have these ideas and they have these visions. And I don't mind if that's your goal or if that's your your dream. But when you're asking me as a policy implementer to implement something, please keep the ignorant dialed down. <laughs> and so when you look at something like San Francisco's dream of zero waste lands in the dumpster. <laughs> you know, the, 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 that's the <laughs> title. That's. The name of the article isn't that isn't that the opposite of what they were hoping for <laughs> right well you know it's they they wanted they wanted to get to complete recycling and as someone who's actually spent a fair amount of time researching this and working in this i can tell you the problem is an old old problem of economics 
It's the, the law of diminishing returns. You can get most of the waste squeezed out of the system and recycled. Most. In fact, a lot. Yeah. You could do a great job. But let's talk a little bit about the city of Kamikatsu, Japan, which before I read this, I had never heard of. I've looked up a lot about them now. But this is how they, this is what they did. And just to quote, refuse, refuse or refuse and reduce. It's sorry, it's just not refuse, it's refuse. Refuse and reduce isn't always easy in practice. Illustrated by the tiny, that's important too, yeah. town of Kamikatsu, Japan, which is famous for its tra trash reduction measures. If its citizens have garbage that can't be composted, love composting, it's a great thing, they bring it themselves to the Hibigatani Waste and Resource Station and sort it into 45 separate channels. Wait, what's, what's it called? Hippie Katami? <laughs> Hibigatani. Oh, 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 okay. Like, Wait. wow, that's pretty on the nose. Uh-huh. <laughs> and sort it into 45 separate channels. Wow. Near, nearby. Can you imagine that? How, who... Who's, and, and I'm sure they're labeled, we at Culver's. By the way, do you have your Culver's yet? There, there are some that are near here, but they're not conveniently not close there. enough. Yeah. Culver's by us, our, our, our home-based Culver's, has established two sorting channels. Waste mm -hmm. and plastics. Yeah. That's it. Nobody gets it right. My son is very attentive. He nails it. And he will sit there and do the sorting. That's two channels. This is 45. And then nearby, there is a reuse shop where people can leave. Oh, thanks, Wired, for annoying me. Nearby, there is a reuse shop where people can leave their unwanted but still functional items like clothing and tableware. If a product needs some love before it can be reused, there is a craft store where about 20 experts, mostly local retirees, will rehabilitate it. Well, they'll refurbish your stuff for you. So they do all this. Where do they do all this? And yet, they still, and yet they still don't get all of it out. Yeah, not yet. We won't be fully, and according to their own guy, their chair of directors at their Zero Waste Academy, we, we won't be fully zero waste as a town cannot solve the entire production and material changes needed to happen in the society. Listen to what they are still recycling. Diapers, cigarette butts, used tissues, thumb leather, rubber, and specific plastic materials. That's what they're not recycling? Right. They're yeah. still sending that to a landfill. Yeah. Are you kidding? I mean, it's, it's, so with all that effort, and by the way, just for the record, each household in Kamikatsu generates 0.4 tons of waste in a year, whereas the average American generates 0.8 tons. So they've only cut their waste in half with all those methods. And it's, it's, it is. And, uh, and they're doing it in a tiny town and they've, you know, supposedly got buy-in from everybody yeah and it's a small population that they can teach to do this thing is it like 1500 people is that how big this is so yeah I, take that to a city of a million or whatever plus and i love try my, to get them to oh boy i love my city i do i'm trying to picture how your 45 sorting channels would go 
<laughs> Somebody's got to figure out how to recycle diapers. It's a huge problem. That you know, that's that's the one that really jumped out at me. Is like, wait a minute, you haven't solved diapers? Well, then you've not solved much of anything at all. Because you, you know how you can I, re- reduce the diaper problem? Oh, boy, uh, huh. less kids. Just stop having kids. Have less kids. I knew that was we don't coming. Need so many. It's still funny. <laughs> I, I, I get that, but here I'm here to tell you, and this is this is so funny. As as a a parent of a child who is oh thank you baby Jesus out of diapers. Um, <laughs> There For a while the, now, I hope. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's been solid. He's been solid. The uh, as far, far, far as I know, I'm looking over at him. You wearing a diaper, boy? No, it doesn't look that way. Okay. He looked at me scandalized. What are you, what are you saying about me on the internet? Oh my god! But, hey, kiddo, it's going to be on the internet forever now. Yeah, you, you're doomed. That and the pictures of you in your purple pants at your at your Christmas show. I um, saw that. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's out there rocking it. Um. But you know the point is, Purple's everybody in. came up. What's this? Purple's in. Oh yeah, I am told. I'm told. Not for me. It's not. Well, no. Um, Nothing's in the, for us. <laughs> We're too old. <laughs> but yeah, see, none of that stuff is relevant to me anymore. What are you asking me? <laughs> is this hip? I, I okay. I was at the deli yesterday with my bride, and we were just waiting for our sandwich, and some dude is standing there with the man bun. The shaped Paul Bunyan beard, flannel shirt, super skinny jeans, and he pulled his socks up almost over his calves, tucking in his jeans. What? Okay, that's just, no. (laughs) That was a thing. No, no. And I'm going, you look, do you, do you, do you, do you, sir, walk out of the house and go, I look good. See, we're one step away from pants inside out. Which is you, you kids still three years kids, late. What are you doing? Don't people don't dress like that? What's wrong with you kids? I get it. I get it. Wait, so did you is this an actual deli or is that what you just call Subway? No, it's a deli. Okay, good. Water, waterfront is where I was thinking we would go to lunch had the bugs not eaten my uh-huh. house. No, I'm hungry. It's an, they, yeah, oh yeah, they have, they, they have good pastrami. Um, but mm-hmm. it's so. But anyway, all the way back, my uh, when as my son was was being born, people are are you gonna are you gonna use disposable diapers? And I looked at them and went, absolutely. When I'm done dealing with that, I am not gonna deal with again a laundry cycle. Do you hear me? <laughs> don't don't come near me with that hippie nonsense. I'll have none of it. I was good lord the diapers I changed that boy. Um, but it's it's it yeah. So this is you have to, to me. You have to throw your washing machine out after having a kid and doing. I'm, I'm telling you, cloth diapers, uh-uh. right? You just would have to. <laughs> I was thinking that. Like I was thinking that. How good is that for the landfill? A whole washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> no, you put that in the the reuse. No, nobody's gonna want to reuse that. You're gonna have to. There's gonna be some. Uh, there's no full disclosure. Government thing going agency with that. You don't rule to, that you have to put a sticker on it. That you don't says, have to tell anybody that this was filled with poo at some point. Yeah, just for the record, the craft store. Let's remember is staffed. I love the fact that they call them twenty experts. There, there's a word that needed to be in quotation marks at that point. Twenty experts, mostly local retirees. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? You know what? I, <laughs> you know what? I'm okay with that because when I get older. And I'm 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 officially like I joke that I'm old, but when I when I officially am old, 
damn right I'm an expert. I've been doing this for a long time. I am an expert at everything that I do. When I'm 70, I've got 70 years worth of experience going on. I am absolutely an expert. But you know it's all going to be Vernie and Yannick. Oh, what did you bring me? Oh, it's a washing machine. Did a child poop in this? Nope. 50 bucks. (laughs) Okay. He swore that this is a no-poop machine, so let's move this forward. No, you you know what I thought of uh, both times when you said that about the the elderly people in the craft store refurbishing the things was uh, that scene in uh, Force Awakens where Ray is sc- sitting there scrubbing the rust off the parts and she looks over and there's the grizzled old woman scrubbing the rust off the parts. Yeah, you know, and she's like, "Well, that's that's my future." You know, <laughs> it's just like a whole a whole tent full of old old people scrubbing rust off of parts. <laughs> <laughs> but they're but they're all Japanese. Right. So they don't look quite as old. And we got to make sure to put one of those people on that generational spaceship because there's going to need to be some rust scrubbing up there. <laughs> all right. Who's got the rust scrubber? So now all these kids are getting born and a bunch of them are like, I don't want to be a scientist. I want to be a rust scrubber. That's space corrosion. <laughs> That's the worst kind you gotta of corrosion. Take, you got you to keep on top of that space corrosion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the worst kind. But so, um, What else? Are we, are we yeah, back to so Japan? Only, Anything else? Yeah, my on only... My only point with Japan was broadly, when you think about policy, when you think about trying to change things, don't pursue the last dime. You won't get it. You will not get it. And it's, it's, it's one of the great frustrations because nobody thinks, you know, putting anything in a landfill is necessarily a good idea. But what am I going to tell you? So, yes. Hey, uh, hey, that kind of just ties into the whole perfect is the enemy of great thing. We've got it, a great recycling system. Is it perfect? No, but it's great. And we're not going to get it to perfect. Let's try right. to make it perfect. Oh, now you ruined it. <laughs> right. Well, and not just that, but you have you have taken resources, you have taken resources that, that could be put to other problems and used them in the pursuit of perfect. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. It's always opportunity costs because it's there's scarcity. Scarcity is the most basic human reality. There, it's it's infinite needs pursuing finite resources, and as a consequence, great. You want to go get your last ton of garbage? I guess you can try, or you could try to solve another problem for a fraction of the cost. Yeah, how much better is a hundred percent than ninety five percent? Is ninety five percent pretty darn good? Great. Stop at ninety five percent and move on to the next thing and take that to ninety five percent. Right. But just, we, we and, do that with our jobs all the time. It can never be perfect. You're never done. Yeah, I do that in architecture. I do that in game design. There comes a point in both of them. I'm like, well, that's as good as that's going to get. Yeah. <laughs> let the contractor ask a question. Let it. Let it. Let it. Let a fan have a question about the, the, the game design. The, what did you intend for this? Where's the rule for this? Ah, make it up. It's your game now. You bought it. The contractor's <laughs> going to make up a question to generate a change order to buy that yacht. Right. It's yeah. going to happen. There's no avoiding it. Yeah, so they're, they're gonna they're gonna ask questions and try to squeeze money out of you no matter mm-hmm. what, no matter how perfect your drawings. Because that's how they expect. That's how that's how they plan to be profitable. <laughs> and then after they've screwed over enough people, then they'll just change the name of their company. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> I'm not jaded at all. <laughs> oh boy, Jim, do you want to get you want to get mad again? I'm ready. Have you heard of? Jillian Epperly. Jillian. Don't go Googling. I'm not Googling. I'm Googling. I was going to say the answer is no. The 
leader of the poop cult. Uh huh. You haven't heard of this? Jilly no. Juice? <laughs> Good lord. What? Yeah. Just, you yeah. went from making me mad to making me disturbed. Jillian Epperly sells her books containing the recipe for a brew, she calls it a protocol, of fermented cabbage, sea salts, and other pungent ingredients on her website. She exalts the resulting explosive diarrhea that she refers to as, quote, waterfalls, as a healing process to expel cancer-causing candida. Her website has the word holistic on it. <laughs> well, so here, uh, hmm. here, here comes the angry. I'm, I'm immediately a little... I, mm. Well, the, the Federal Trade Commission has uh, begun cracking down on her after a stage four pancreatic cancer patient uh, did nothing but drink her juice and, and then blank. Jim Carrey blank. Cancer. Homosexuality. What? No, 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 I... no. He, he, he drank her, her uh, jelly juice for one, a whole month. Yeah. And then blank. Oh, pooped himself to death. Ye <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at, I'm looking at an article in Newsweek. This is why I said what I said. I'm looking at an article in Newsweek, May of this year. The title is. Woman who claims cabbage juice, quote, cures, unquote, autism mm -hmm. and can regrow limbs. Oh, I don't have that in mind. I just have turn pe gay people straight. He probed by <laughs> officials. I'm like, wait, stop. This isn't a probe. This is a time for arrest and institutionalization. Yeah, she's, is she still out of prison? Officials in Ohio have demanded proof from a woman who has falsely claimed, do you, well, you know what, and let's hear it for journalism to be able to, you know, and this is something that's worth saying, who has falsely claimed. See, the journalist didn't step back and say, who has claimed. Mm -hmm. No, she falsely claimed yep. that fermented cabbage juice can, quote unquote, cure everything from autism to homosexuality. Yeah, there it is. That's and, what I have in my article. Yeah, and, and, you know, and again, where's the other line that I really liked? It is from the director of David Cirrus, director of medical nutrition at Columbia University's Irving Medical Center, told the website that Epperly's claims are absolutely dangerous nonsense. Mm -hmm. This is this is important. OK, OK. Now, before you go full tilt, <laughs> I just want to read you the quotes that are in here from her because these are priceless. And and I'm what I, I had a voice made up for her, but then we didn't do it last time, and now I don't remember what that voice is, so I'm just going to make something up. Um, I had people that said to me that they reversed their lung cancer and showed me their MRIs, but it's not in the book because I would have had to get it notarized, and I didn't want to go through that, and I wasn't there, so of course it's not 100% substantiated. <laughs> and. <sighs> She says that the waterfalls experienced by those who uh, drink the juice are, quote, not diarrhea because diarrhea is when you poison the body. Um, real quick, uh, translation of the first one about the not notarized and not mm -hmm. substantiated and all that, all that, you know, like basically no proof behind anything. Yeah. Um, translation, I made all of this up, including the names of the people I'm saying had their cancer oh, sure. go away. Yeah. It's all lies. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she admits she has never studied her drinks effects in a controlled environment and that she has no degrees or certificates, but that, quote, I can read. All the information is online and definitions are definitions. 
Does she ever begin her sentence? I'm not a scientist, but. but. <laughs> I. And and here's here's oh well, here we, here we go. The powers of Jilly Juice stretch to changing the biochemistry of gay, lesbian, and transgender people. I, I don't know how that last one works. But anyway, she argued in a Facebook post stating a person's sexuality or gender identity is caused by a, quote, mutation of the human body, end quote. It can even cause limbs and organs to regrow. Sure. Hold it, hold it. Homosexuality can cause limbs and organs to regrow. <laughs> <laughs> that's poorly that's poorly phrased that's a poor phrasing hey gay but, friends tell me <laughs> have you have you had uh, cuts heal faster or something do you have superpowers if you didn't know i might need to sign up over here um <laughs> sign up but that's that's the thing right but no it, <laughs> yeah that's that's how the, that's how glad expands its ranks you just you sign up you just sign up to be gay <laughs> that's why they're always carrying clipboards but it's <laughs> No, but yeah, ridiculous. More, but here's the other thing, though, and this is where people do talk about Craig all the way back to your point about the scientific method, not the scientific intuition or personal revelation. <laughs> the scientific intuition. I, I put this, my, put my, my my product through rigorous scientific intuition process. <laughs> right. That's why we have this. And, and I and thought again, really hard about it. What What makes me angry? There are sad, desperate people. I mean, the worst, of course, in some way, it, someone's dying of cancer. Mm-hmm. Someone has lost a limb or someone. And this is in some ways, well, I guess they're all incredibly sad, but they've got a child who is homosexual and they're like, I don't want him to be gay. And, and they, they go through this and they go to this nonsense rather than in, in a realistic, scientific way, dealing with the situation in two cases, a disease, and in another case, a human being, you know, and, and to, to say there's this, this, this isn't evil. This, in our modern, increasingly secular world, this is where we have to find spaces for evil. This woman is either wicked or deranged, and in either case needs to be kept away from her fellow humans. Wicked. I like no. that. Or yeah, I, I, I'm not just calling her evil. She's wicked. I, I like, <laughs> truly, this is like she's evil. Like, you know, the, like, finger, like the fingers fruits of the devil. Finger ta- fingers tapping, mustache yeah. twirling, but yeah. but really, I, I think wicked. I, I think the wickedness derives from the the derangedity, derangedness. Yeah. Um, she says that uh, that she, that she refers to cancer as quote stage four biotech. And says, if if I can't be held accountable for deaths in the Matrix, then neither can biotech or the EPA. And and you know what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? The look on your face was priceless. <laughs> Good lord! Yeah, she thinks we're in the Matrix. Oh. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of evidence that says we are in simulation. <laughs> there are scientists out there all saying, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah, okay, Elon." <laughs> but you know what? That's fine. You know what? Smoke I'm, another blunt. I don't care. What do? <laughs> it, hey, Mike, ask me if I care if I'm in a simulation. Craig, do you care if you're in a simulation? No, <laughs> not at all. This is a really good simulation. I'm just fine. What difference does it make, really? It doesn't make any. Anyway, but 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 just to remember. People gave her money for this. Yeah. Oh, and died. Yes. And so. people died. And, and we, we learn, we learn, 
as this internet thing happens and as we become more aware, we're not more connected, but we keep popping new windows into our private spaces. And we just become more aware of how many people are living these strange, non-social, isolated, and in this case, clearly insane, demented lives. And we don't do, you know, we, we have no guard against this other than things like good old fashioned common sense or facts. But the truth is, we aren't committed enough as a people, as a culture to, that's not true. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, Penn and Teller's entire show, bullshit, is a essential, essential show to watch because what they get people to do. You know, I think my, well, no, I have several favorites. I'll just give you my one, (laughs) which is the one where I think they're at Gertie Mills, because it sure looks like Gertie Mills down in Illinois to me. And they get a guy in a lab coat with a uh, clipboard, and they say, and their pitch is, if you put slugs on your face, (laughs) it will tighten your skin and decrease aging. (laughs) Yeah. And people lie down and they put slugs on there. And to a one that they show, the people get up and go, man, that is great. How much, how much do I pay for that? How, and they're how, like, how, much said, for a, how much for a bag of slugs? I was like, how much, how much for these slug treatments? And, I must... and they go, <laughs> and, and I think they tell them it's a hundred bucks. And they go, wow, wow that's, that's a good deal. That's a good deal. And I'm thinking, <laughs> what? What? And, and nobody, nobody that they show on camera and they show a good half dozen people. Nobody says, well, wait, how does this work? Well, that, that's only what they're showing on camera. I must, I must trust that, <laughs> that for every one person that says, well, I feel great. How much does this cost? There's 20 people going, this is horse crap. Yeah. Well, I think it comes down. <laughs> I, to, I really hope, please, 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 please. I think in most cases it comes down to varying levels of desperation. How desperate mm-hmm. are you for whatever the, the cure is for the thing that you have. Well, you get a different sample, too, because there's going to be, you know, you walk up to somebody and say, hey, I got this slug treatment that'll <laughs> tighten up your skin, and a, a whole bunch of people that just don't care about their skin not being tight enough are going to just, just give you the finger and yeah, walk away. Sure. Pretty much pretty much the three of us on this call. Like those <laughs> those guys with the massage chairs. You want a massage? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay, I just had a funny moment. The three of us, as if we were able to meet down in some mall in Atlanta, we're cruising along, and there's some guy hired by Pendulette, and even if we didn't know it was his show, <laughs> he walks up and goes, "Hey, you guys want the totter skin, younger skin? Not really. <laughs> no, That's, I plan to. Well, I plan no, to no. age my. I, I plan to wear my age gracefully. No, no, no. I'm because as men age, they become distinguished, right? Right, yeah. right, right. Okay, right. That's what. That's what each <laughs> of you. Is, that's what each of you is going to say, and then I'm I'm going to stop and say, no, 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 wait a minute. Are you talking about my scrotum? Oh. <laughs> uh, they're going to put because if this is cheaper than Scrotox, you know, I might be willing to give it a Mike, shot. Mike, Mike prefers it smooth <laughs> listening. <laughs> Slippery scrotum. Mm. <laughs> I haven't used the word glistening in a very long time. <laughs> it's what it's what it's what jumps to mind when you think of my nuts. It is. Yeah. What else we got? <laughs> okay, so so this was this was my big thing um, that that I sent along, and you guys, I don't know if you've covered this before. I didn't hear you talk about it, but this is, I it's the social credit system in China. 
Oh yeah, this uh, this is just in the news. Yes, this is. They are. It's one of those things that when you first hear it, you think it's a kicker story on Bob and Brian. You know, something that Carrie reads right before they go to the news break because it's wacky and silly. Mm-hmm. But then you dive down deeper into it and you go, "Oh my God, this is going to work." Because it, if you assume, and and here's where I think it comes from. We have all heard the story. And in fact, I have a friend who was on a plane yesterday, just yesterday, saw this on, on her Twitter feed, where a guy, three seats up and to the left of her, punched his wife in the face. Right in the face. On a plane with other people. A, with other people. Now, I, I, I got a lot right there, but I'm going to move on. The airline folk, to their great credit, said, uh, dude, you're going to have to come with us. And he then begins berating the individuals on this plane, the, the staff, and just clearly drunk, acting obnoxious. And they have to get, because, yeah, dude, there's one of these uh, pretty much on every plane these days. There's an air marshal. And so he gets called, and this guy winds up getting arrested, and the plane winds up getting turned around and dropped back off at the previous airport, where my friend's flight is delayed for 11 hours. Because one jackhole yeah. couldn't hold his liquor and is basically a bad human being. I'm, you know, I'm judging you. Well, you don't know a story. Yeah, I do. He's drunk, punched a woman, and made people really, really inconvenienced. I, I judge him. You're judged. We all somehow want to believe that there's a karmic destiny system that's going to catch this guy in the pants. The Chinese aren't going to wait for karma. <laughs> they, no, no, the state can yeah. come up with the karma system. Yeah, yeah. It's superior to all karma system. Exactly. You don't got to call this social credit system. This is the state-run karma system. And it is called the social credit system. That's the name. By, yeah. by, by 2020, and I'm reading this article now, it is intended to standardize the assessment of citizens and businesses' economic and social reputation. This can't possibly go wrong at all. <laughs> I, have seen, I have seen this exact thing played out in fiction twice and it's always presented as a dystopian horrible situation mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> because that's where it will go it was an episode of black mirror <laughs> and twilight um, and, zone and it's an episode of the orville okay and it's so what will the it would seem it would seem that they will be they will across your life's activities including i'm sure this dude who acted so inappropriately on a plane, but also what newspapers do you read? What do you buy? Yeah. Where does Behavior? it stop? Where should be? No. And this is the thing is they're not hiding it. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not. You were talking Craig earlier about you're upset that your social security number is out there. And you should be, but our government Usually, and our institutions are like, oh, we're, we're, we're very sorry. We, uh, we need your social security number. Can we have that, please? These guys are going, give us your social security number. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Tell us where you're shopping. 
I do it too. Look, it hit me. I was getting ready to take my son. We Grocery shopping has been a dead something for a decade with him and I. Every Sunday morning, grab the stuff, go out, shop for the family. And we, we know the store. We have fun, run around. It's a good time for us. I went and I picked up my coupon book. It was everything <laughs> I buy. Everything. And they went, on one hand, I went, how awesome. Free high fiber muffins. <laughs> Are 50 cents off my ridiculous habit of Diet Coke. Uh, on the flip side, Jim, will people be wearing a little badge on their shirt that has a little upvote button and a little downvote button? And how many times am I allowed to downvote one person in one day? <laughs> how many times can I press that downvote button like in the Orville? Because that's literally what they did. Well, this is an if episode you, of South Park, if you too. Bumped, if you bumped into somebody and they didn't apologize, you just reach over and go, boom, hit their downvote button. <laughs> <laughs> It, now, now, but now it gets better. What will what will happen? What do we know is going to happen based on what you read, what you buy, where you live? It's also going to track your behavior on their very popular dating apps. So, Craig, to your point about downvoting, <laughs> if you are downvoted on a dating app, yes, that will be recorded. Your health records, oh my God. your private messages. The entire country is going to be yelped. How they're, much they're going, to yelp, time, they're going to get yelped to death. How much time you spend gaming? Hold it, hold it, hold it. How much time I spend on watching porn? Uh, how much good time one, I spend watching porn? Going to say yes. Oh, man. <laughs> what, what will they do to good you? Good thing there's a lot of other countries in this world. If that ever comes to the U.S., I uh, <laughs> might, might be taking a trip somewhere. You're going to have to be one of these Bangl Bangladeshi expats. You're going to have to have to go live with uh, kim.com in New Zealand. I'm going to maybe I'll so, go maybe I'll go live in that uh, most remote place in the in the world thing out in the middle of the ocean where they try to land the dead satellites. That's fine. I I'll, I'll take point, my chance. Point Nemo. I'll take the I'll take my chances with the with the satellites <laughs> falling. Craig, Craig lives on Craig lives on a uh, on an unintentionally man-made <laughs> island of dead satellites. <laughs> Has grown out of the sea. Every time another one falls in the ocean, I swim out there and get it, attach it. My property just keeps getting bigger. It's like Waterworld. <laughs> no, he's Wally. What are you talking about? What? Oh, I'm Wally. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Eva. <laughs> oh, I love the name. the 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 department of of the government that that is in charge of this thing. It's it's it, I love the way that these things translate from from Chinese for these authoritarian communist government uh, bureaucracies. The central leading group for comprehensively deepening reforms. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's what Which it's going to be. It's going to be a way to social social engineer people <laughs> to comprehensively do it. Yeah, deeply. No. <laughs> deep, <laughs> deep, no. deep so and comprehensive. What are they going to do? Maybe they have been looking at the porn. One thing already, you are banned from the high speed trains. People with bad scores can't oh. use the bullet. <laughs> Children of parents with low scores, you don't get to go to the fan the best schools. Ooh. <laughs> Taking it out on the uh the, the, the kids. yeah. That's probably bad genes, bad parenting. You will bad. not be able to access credit for your for your for your business. But here's oh, the man. one. Downvotes could kill my here... credit score. I've got a solid credit score. So there's going to be there's going to be like a bunch of downvote ghettos 
on the outskirts of all the cities. It's going to it's going to create a class system. Yeah, even more that, than there already is. And here's but here's the thing: it's going to and reinforce this the, it. This is the part that just made my head explode. <laughs> this is the part where I went, "Oh my god!" Here we go. Oh boy. Wait, do we need to a... wind him up? <laughs> they have allowed people to publish their scores on their most famous dating and social media platforms. Yeah, you can tell people your score. I saw that too. Just, oh my God, they won. They figured it out. They cracked the code. People won't care that they're being violated by the government as long as they're winning. Oh yeah, as long as your score is nice and nice as and. As long uh, as you're high. winning, not merely will you not find this to be an inhuman violation of your personal privacy, a vulgar attempt to create, as you say, Craig, a class system. For, you know, Marx can talk class till his hair falls out. Class self-consciousness never really existed in the way that Marx wanted to believe it. I fought that for years. There's a lot of nonsense in that. And the Marxist narrative fails at many levels. This is an enforced class system of the first order of magnitude. And we're going to love it. Because if you think that if this came to America, there wouldn't be slick people, shiny, happy people putting this on their Facebook page going, you know, I'm a 722. Can I put it at the end of my geek code? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is your geek code, 722. On a scale of what? That's a credit score. That's not bad. Right, that's right. what I was thinking. <laughs> Just saying, hey, you're doing all right. <laughs> and, and, you can and, probably go ahead and get a house, get a car. Yeah, yeah. What also blew me away? Um, I was looking down here on the Wikipedia page, and it said criticism. It's one paragraph. <laughs> one paragraph. Wait a minute. Criticism. Really? You got one paragraph? There isn't some. Where is my God? Where is Thomas Paine when we need him? Where is David Hume? Where is John Locke to go? No, this is not why we emerged from the primordial soup. Yeah. This is not. This is not why we did all this. Not only is it one paragraph, but it's second to the bottom on a really long page. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, here are the facts, and here's all the ways we're going to screw you out of your basic human dignity and rights. But, you know, along the way, yeah, some people appear to have a problem with it. Losers, low score, no going to school, or train riding people. It's like, what? What are you doing? How are we letting this happen? Why are we not losing our collective minds? But you know what? You know what? They're going to win. They're going to win. Because I, I'm not uh, uniformly offended that the, the, the geniuses over at Pick and Save know what I buy. <laughs> and you know why? Because they gave me free they gave me free high fiber muffins. You know what they need to do though too is because the number, like, you know, people are gonna be like, well, what does the number mean? Like is seven twenty two, is that good? Is that I don't I don't know what that means. You know, it's like the the readiness or the you know the alert the the, the rainbow based alert system in this country about like right, 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 our right, readiness. Right. Like what is what what does yellow mean? Oh, is that I mean, don't even really remember al- does, anymore. Is yellow is yellow really alert? I, mean, I grew up on DEF cons, I know those. Yeah. 
people, lower is worse. People get those wrong too. They say this is DEFCON five, so the lowest level of <laughs> so peacetime. Um, so, but but the, so what they need is they have you got to have like a little a little name tag, a little digital tag that you got to wear that's attuned to your you know wirelessly attuned to your score. And the background um, color is the no uh, no the no, color not a color. Vote. No, let's no? keep it simple. Let's like colors. People misinterpret colors. People don't know what the numbers mean. It, like they have to be like little uh, like little descriptors. So like if you know you might have one that says loser. <laughs> <laughs> if you're kind of right in the middle, you have one that says "meh," <laughs> or you get you get if you're emoji. A little, if you're a little bit above average, you might have no, one no, that no, says no, no, "a no. bit of a risk." No, 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 no. I got it. It's it's a series of emojis. There you go. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So one, so you you can have you can have a like a, a douche bottle and a paper bag. <laughs> Jeez. I was thinking of smiley faces, but your idea is good too. Well, I was talking about the bad people. I just yeah, no, but the low no, scores. You, I like the word side of things. I want you know, like. <laughs> What's the nozzle look like? <laughs> Can I graduate down no, from bag to, to nozzle? Canoe, <laughs> douche canoe. That's a that's a prevalent one. So clearly, you are going to be in yeah, charge but now, of that. What's one. worse, a douche nozzle or a douche canoe? I don't know. I like nozzle. I like the way that sounds better. Yeah. That's why I just like loser. Yeah. <laughs> it just says loser. Okay, it's easier to read from a distance, sure. No, and it and the 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 only thing it remind me as much of anything as I don't know if you've ever read Doctor O's Down and Out in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, no, really good, book, really good book. It postulates a post uh, a, a post scarcity economy in which anything you need is free. You know, food, clothes, medicine, shelter, it's all free. We figured it out. But if you want the extra stuff, you need, you need Wuffy, which is the, the uh, what would we say? It's, that it, it's based on your reputation. It's a reputation-based currency. Mm-hmm. And you could, you could spend it that way. But it's, it is, uh, it, it, they're, they're going to win. They did it. I, I just was amazed that they had cracked this code, that they had figured out. And it was so simple. Appeal to our venality, to our self, to our sense of self worth. Appeal, appeal to our egos, and appeal to that desire to to be out there. And so, yeah, ultimately, I blame the Kardashians. All right, well, there we go. Wrapping that up, nice that and tight. Put perfect. a little bow on there. That's I like that. <laughs> oh, it's probably really just uh, it's everybody's fault but mine. I'm just going to do that. <laughs> Right. That, that Wait, probably no, that probably just no, gets me that downvoted. That reinforces a lot. the system. Yeah, <laughs> as long as I'm okay, it's fine. Right, that is the nature of the system, isn't it? Yeah, it's Damn exactly it. that attitude. Damn it, Craig! Uh, I got my got my stack of porn. <laughs> got my clothes in my house. I'm good to go. How about you? I don't know. Screaming out in a world of mohawks and burn barrels. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Love that reference. Oh, what else have we got? Anything? There? I think I think we need to uh, delay Sammy, unfortunately. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, because we have a Kevin question that we have to do with you, Jim. Okie dokie. All right. The co- the coincidence of timing is just too good to pass up. That. Here we have a uh, 88 question. <laughs> How did Marty or Doc ever get the DeLorean to 88 miles per hour? According to the original Road and Track review, the 0 to 60 time of the stock DeLorean is 10.5 seconds. The quarter mile time is 17.9 seconds with a speed of 76.5 miles per hour. 
The 0 to 100 time is 24.3 seconds, so we can assume that 88 miles per hour would be reached around 21.5 seconds and close to a third of a mile. These numbers are for a bone stock DeLorean. It looks like Doc had a couple of hundred extra pounds of time equipment that would seriously <laughs> compromise the weight and aerodynamics of the car. I'm sure Doc did what he could to soup up the car, but I find it unlikely that he was able to do enough to get the DeLorean to 88 miles per hour in the parking lot or in front of the clock tower. Can we finally admit that these movies are crap, or do I need to keep <laughs> do I need to keep pointing out plot holes? Thanks, Kevin. I was kind of wondering if he was getting to a point with all of these narratives. <laughs> this has been the long burn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, real, real, uh, he's long really, ramp up to this. He's really got a, <laughs> something stuck in his craw over this. Uh, well, and we were well, honestly answering his questions was... the whole time, thinking that he was. The whole time he's thinking, I'm going to get him yep. at 88. <laughs> well, to, to quote, to, to, to quote Charles Schultz, one rarely gets a chance to see such well-prepared sarcasm. Um, yeah, it, that was, that was, uh, that was, that was the long burn there, Kevin. I, I salute you. Yeah, and yeah, I, a lot of credit I, there. And I respond with, the car moved at the speed of plot. Yeah, that's, they that's, picked a number. that's the answer for all. They said, fiction. we're going to get to that number, we're going to mm-hmm. get to that speed in this amount of time, and it's, it, 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 moved, it got up to that speed just before Marty got murdered, <laughs> because that is the speed of plot. Yes. I, I have... and, uh, and if you are going to slam science <laughs> and math and realism into a time travel movie then uh we're gonna need to talk about a lot more than just back to the future i have um i have two points to make i actually have three points to make um love that you dug up the uh road and track review of the delorean from 1981 (laughs) or whenever that was yeah Um, i'm kind of i'm kind of big on that 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 was pretty sweet which i actually uh, own a copy somewhere oh good lord yeah i've i've read this i i, I know exactly what it looks like i can picture the pages and you're and not these, a well man these times are correct i'm pretty sure that the 10.5 seconds sounds exactly right um so kudos to you for that kudos to you for also noticing that the car would be way too heavy to have the stock engine which is why um doc probably souped it up uh like the actual prop department had to with a much larger uh more powerful engine to deal with the weight of the fake stuff that they put on it <laughs> yep. to make it look well, like was, a time machine. I was, I was I was going to say one of the things that everybody knew about the DeLorean. I mean, look, I was around, forget about the movie. Oh, it's I one of the reasons it the failed. DeLorean yeah. came out. You know, this, the, one of the things everybody knew about that car and my dad, my dad, here he comes into the story. He made the comment looking at it going, what kind of engine has that thing got in it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when he, when I, when he found out, he went, that thing is not going to be that fast. No. You know, and because it was way, you know, we live in these little crumple cars, you know, where you you, you nick the right rear uh, window on the side of your garage and suddenly it springs off like it had an explosive charge underneath it. (laughs) The quarter panel flies off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, with exactly that fully underneath it, please. You know, (laughs) the DeLorean is not that kind of a car. You know, it's got weight to it. And so you had to power that thing. And this was right at the time. I always remember my dad bought the first minivan because Lee Iacocca was going to save America. (laughs) It was successful. No, no, he was. He was. I mean, he he defended, you know, geez, my dad and Lee Iacocca. Um, But yeah, he he was going to save America. My dad bought this minivan. And in the first minivans, he put a four. He put a short four into those things. And I. 
remember getting on the on-ramp to 94 North and going, might as well, might as well have been in a horse-drawn carriage. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, and my dad, my father, my, my beloved father, who just such a car guy is clearly in a white, hot grease fire of rage. (laughs) (laughs) His car, he's just, and he always tried to keep his temper. Temper. He's much better with his temper than I ever have been. And he's just squeezing the wheel like it's gonna bend forward. You know, he's just going, "Come on, you piece of side, gonna cut somebody push." <laughs> you know? And and so he actually went out within a couple weeks and traded it for the six. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> and so this was the, of that era where we were transitioning between unibody and all that other stuff. And, and, com- and coming and, out of the out of the the oil, whatever, and you know yeah. fuel you, oh, yeah, over, fuel efficiency and, and yeah, yeah, we dealt well. You know, we dealt with the collapse of Detroit mm-hmm. and its resurgence, and, and trying to deal with the fact that yeah, you can't you know when you've got a country that's got huge lines for oil at the time that you can't build a car that goes you know gets you know three gallons the mile and. So he 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 was part of that, and the DeLorean was Three very much part of it. to the mile. <laughs> I was just thinking about this, like that's not the way those are normally. Oh, <laughs> Ed, 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 yeah. you were there, yeah. <laughs> you know. My, that's my worse first... than the Hummer. I got nine well, miles to the gallon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My well, my first car that I ever had, I bought it for a buck from somebody from church. It was the uh, '88 Custom Cruiser. I swear that thing got eight miles to the gallon. Um, but anyways, <laughs> we were getting out of that. And with this DeLorean comes out, and that car was greatly under power. So I would, you know, my initial answer was Doc stripped the heck out of that thing. Mm-hmm. You know, basically running around on a frame. He's got a frame plunked on the wheels. And uh, and he got that. And then, of course, yes, Craig's answer is, of course, the correct one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's what, they, it's what they needed. Well, if you, if you watch, if uh, there's footage of, of um, the prop department building those cars and there were there were multiples um but they they stripped them down to the frame and then yep. and and put a enormous engine i think it's a v8 engine in there and then uh and then put it put the panels back on with all the time machine stuff but uh yeah the uh original engine uh peugeot renault volvo 2.85 liter v6 130 horsepower 153 pound feet of torque a, a 286 <laughs> yeah but not even not even a good one See, I got that engine got nowadays. A, it get four hundred horsepower. I got a right because it's what was it? It's a, is it aspirated? Normally aspirated. Yep. <laughs> I've got a three six in my Buick. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's injected. So yeah, uh, uh-uh. uh, yeah. That's that's funny. But um, <sighs> I got I got to ding Kevin. Sorry. One final point. I got to ding him. You have all all of these great stats in here. He did a lot of work. He did a lot of research, but he missed one. Uh-oh. And and this gets back to the the fuel economy thing and in, in uh coming out of the 70s in in the early 80s um all American cars were limited by law. Speedometers stopped at 85. And this is true for the DeLorean. They had to change the oh, speedometer one. for the movie to go up to I think 95. So that they could show it hitting eighty-eight. <laughs> that and and of course you're right. And of course you're correct. That's yep. And I guess the yeah sure. Um, no, Kevin, they're not crap. They're great. 
the first one super great. So but I guess, so I guess Kevin, you're we, just going to have to keep bringing this up every like 15 yeah. questions or so. If you want to. <laughs> or you can find something else to rail on. It's not like you don't have a few other options available to you. Look back over the other questions you've asked and, and ask variants of those questions 17 times. You might be surprised next week. Jim, thank you. Oh, gosh. Always so much fun. We'll get Sammy next time. That's all right. He's, he, you know, that's the nice thing about talking about a dead guy. He's always with us. <laughs> his news ain't going anywhere. Nope. It's right. always... It's like his, it's, his, it's, it's, it will be as relevant next week, next time he's on, as it is right now. His, his diary ain't changing much. Nope. All righty. Mike, where can they find us? They can find us at NerdBurgerShow.com, at NerdBurgerShow on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us, NerdBurgerShow at gmail.com. And? You can go to NerdBurgerGames.com to learn about game stuff that I'm designing and doing and stuff. And you can go to DriveThruRPG.com to purchase the game stuffs. On the next episode of Nerdburger, Mike and Craig begin upvoting and downvoting their guests. We're going to put a whole little system in place. (laughs) And we're going to create our own little uh, guest class system about uh, who's the best guest, who's the bad guest, uh, who needs improvement. And then we'll give them little little electronic name tags that say things like loser. (laughs) Um, Jim, I'm going to give you one upvote for this episode. Great. And we will uh, we will hope that you are able to maintain your your high ranking in the new uh, Nerdburger guest. What, what was what was that system called in China? We need to have right. a Nerdburger version of that. Social credit system. There no, but the, like the the, the the department name. Oh, the department. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, the, the, the central leading group for comprehensively deepening reform. So we need the central Nerdburger group <laughs> for guest improvement. There you go. <laughs> Uh, Good luck, Mike, everybody. Mike, Mike, I'll give you an upvote today as oh, well. Oh, thanks. I'll give you one too. <laughs> Upvotes for everybody. <laughs> Next week, we're going to start putting out downvotes. Oh. Uh oh. Yeah, you got to have sound effects for both those, though. <laughs> Working on it. <laughs> oh, downvote. Come on. Um, I, I don't. I don't have the right soundboard open. I'll I'll put it in in post. Either either that or the sound the price oh, the price is right. Dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs>